Previously on Follow the Leader. You were in the sky when it started, in ships among the stars. The threat came suddenly and the response was clear. Leave now. You left without saying goodbye, without looking back. Now you and your fellow pilots returned to circle the planet you once called home and something went wrong. And now you're stranded. The threat remains and the few groups of survivors who remain are either suspicious of your arrival or angry at your departure. So that just leaves you, your crew, and the ruined wasteland of somewhere that used to be home. So our threat could be something from the skies, vengeful androids, far distant aliens, a sudden space anomaly, or perhaps it spread from the ground, uh, a sudden plant mutation or an invasion, or is it undefined to be discovered throughout the story? We talked a little bit beforehand, and what we currently have written down is Eldritch Kaiju. August came up with the that we were off planet whenever this catastrophe happened and we were called back as reinforcements but were too late mm -hmm. and then our fleet got taken down and we were the only survivors of our ship and people hate us because we were too late. What if further into the solar system this happened first and that's why we were part of the deployed and maybe mm. it's been going on long enough and portals have been opening increasingly closer mm -hmm. to mm. Earth. Like it. And the big threat that happened was the one that ruptured the moon. And yeah. that's the big catastrophe that we, that, that was like, everyone needs to get back now. Things, you see a lot like when the sun doesn't go down, it's just like nocturnal animals obviously have a hard time of it. So just like the impact of being around like this eldritch energy and also the day night cycle being stranger or, mm -hmm. yeah, just like, it's maybe messed with earth wildlife and also new wildlife has come as a result. I'd be down with like jungle or somewhere that, oh, here's the thing. What if it's like, we assume we're on one in one of the jungles, but it's actually where wildlife has, uh, where plant life has sort of taken over a part that maybe wasn't. So we could find elements go, I thought we were like in the Amazon, just like, nope. That's a, like, a drain cover. I am playing the fighter playbook. You joined after day zero, but you're no rookie. There's a fire behind everything you do. You live for the grind. You'll practice again and again and again to make up for lost time. In the cockpit, in the ring, on the ground, you will fight for your place and for what you believe in. Maybe you don't have a death wish, but to the team, it sure feels like it. The fighter is a fierce pilot, and they are dedicated, silent, and stubborn. So I am playing Flaky uh, Gaithan, goes by Kiki. She uses she, her pronouns. And her stance is, we need to survive, and the survivors aren't interested in us. We should work together to build something new. Her call sign is Mamba. Her look is ripped. Uh, well-maintained, but not enough material to properly repair anymore. She is a large buff woman with kind of Pacific Islander features and in terms of light brown skin and dark straight hair. Uh, she wears her hair long and up in a ponytail. Uh, I'm using the old-timer playbook. Uh, this was your last run, the last time before you retired. You had it all laid out. The beach house, the fishing, the emptiness. You've seen it all. You've lost just as much as you've won. Every situation is one you know you'll handle because you've inevitably come by it before. 
You have no tolerance for cockiness. Those who display it don't live long. They just leave the scars on you instead. The old timer is a careful pilot who is skilled, serious, and calm. I'm playing Juniper Aurelius. Uh, Juniper's stance is we should continue to try to join a community on this ground and survive in this new home. Her call sign is Electo. Her look is worn and modified slash customized. She is a tall, slender uh, black woman. Her hair is pretty much all gray now, even going white in places. Uh, worn sort of kept short on the sides, but with a what might have been a short like mohawk at some point is now growing out and is long. Uh, glasses, uh, dark eyes, a uh, scar on one side of her face, freckles. Uh, she does smile. I think she's one of those people that looks very serious up until the moment she smiles and sort of lights up the whole face. And she mm-hmm. does smile actually pretty easily uh, when it's not a serious situation. Like, she's not a dour person. Something she's hiding. An injury, uh, specifically, and a reflected electrical charge has permanently messed up Juniper's heart, giving her arrhythmia and palpitations. She has meds, but she has meds to control it. But she's running out. Really, she needs to have corrective surgery. But she was waiting until you know, after. So I am playing, uh, Bersion, Bersion Gotthilder. Um, I've played her on a live stream before. I'm playing the Captain Playbook. You are the leader in rank, if not in person. You have your stars and you have every intention of keeping them. You're not shy to pull your rank to get people in line and you'll use your authority to end an argument. You're the first to delegate in a situation. People can trust you to make a quick decision when it comes down to it, but that doesn't always make it the right one. The structure of the ranks is where you feel most secure and you don't know what that means for you now. Her stance is we should continue to try to join a community on the ground and survive in this new home. Her call sign is Mama Bear. Her look is tall, severe, and proud. Her leadership style is authoritative, but not like authoritarian. An item that I've gained since the stranding, an animal companion. I got this captaincy from a convenient death, R.I.P. Neva. So I am playing the rookie. It was meant to be your first run on board the main ship when the order to leave came. Your whole life is still messily entwined on your home world, dinner plans you still had, subscription deliveries you hadn't canceled, and unchanged voicemail. You know you deserve your spot in the team. You worked for it just as hard as anyone else. And maybe that makes you take risks you shouldn't. The rookie is a nervous pilot, and they are meticulous, risky, and determined. Her name is Marnie Sands. I have not played her before. She is a new kid. Um, Her call sign is Sharkbait. Her look is ill-fitting. She's kind of like average, middling height, olive complexion. Uh, She has bright blue hair with neon green tips that are absolutely not military standard. Um, And her uniform looks like it's cut for someone about two inches broader than she is. She has a lucky charm which is an action she performs. Uh, She actually has a very specific sequence that she has to button her uniform jacket, and uh, if she doesn't do that, she will freak out. Something that uh, she knows better than anyone is she knows how to sense when the threat is near, and uh, her stance 
is that we need to return to the fleet by any means necessary. We now return to your game already in progress. events when you reach an event trigger players should agree on the pilot that has triggered this event and this pilot should take control of the event this player has access to the moves in the event using them for themselves or dishing them out to other players where appropriate and you play until a narrative end point i think i think i want to give marnie a strong move without a token in a hard bargain I like this. Go on. Uh, so basically, <laughs> just your August's chin hands, just like yeah. <laughs> so I think what this means is uh, you get to use a strong move. Um, I don't actually know what your strong moves are, but I think this is in exchange for finding Kiki. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I don't know what you would, what the hard bargain is. What strong move would you think applies? I think that my determination takes the lead, saving the day. <laughs> and that's how we get Kiki out of danger. But I think the, the hard bargain is probably something like, I get to use that move, but I have to deal with like one of the consequences. Like, choose two outcomes from this encounter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I think that you stride off into the night with your firearm um, mm -hmm. uh, downstream because you can, you can kind of see Kiki's tracks in the mud, mm -hmm. which direction she went. And I don't think she went super far, but it's far enough away that we're out of the light of the, the mechs. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically of Aureen. And I think I'm going to change the nature of the threat or rather add to the threat because I don't think what attacks Kiki here is one of the giant kaiju. I think it is a smaller eldritch creature or a pack of smaller eldritch creatures. Ah, pocket raptors. <laughs> this is a joke that this is a joke of in Guild Wars 2 there is a particularly annoying mob in 
uh, one of the expansions that just fucking destroys you because there's a bunch of just little itty bitty things that just swarm you and kill you instantly. Have you guys, I remember seeing this something like showing what an eldritch creature might look like and it was almost like this little colourful glitching ball of energy. Oh yeah, like, you mean the deep dream video of mm. a frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but imagine like a small pack of that, like these little Ugh. undulating flickering. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean I and like, they... I don't like, yeah. But yeah, it's something that has this air of wrongness to it. And now I'm just thinking about, would you rather fight a horse-sized <laughs> duck, a kaiju-sized duck, or a duck-sized kaiju, or a, or a thousand, thousand duck-sized kaiju? Yep. Jesus. Fucking incredible. But it is like, yeah, these little glitching things. And I think maybe you hear first, mm -hmm. and I think it's like, you know when a record a turntable has the needles come off to the side and you hear that sort of bumping sound of it still turning mm -hmm. imagine no, that <laughs> it's sort of like a regular sort of almost like a thumping sound mm -hmm. with a slight scratchy quality to it imagine that but it's in the air it's not a sound like but you're All feeling of this just is very bad it's very bad like <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when people let jade play in the eldritch playground i'm like what if this <laughs> what if this thing that you hate or what if this thing that you hate like yep. no, none things that i hate please <laughs> <laughs> you've come to the wrong neighborhood if you want that Ooh, yep. it feels like reality is hiccuping mm. yeah and i think whatever sense that you have that's that can sense the threat reaches like a peak in your in your chest and you hear the sound of a firearm being discharged up ahead that's not good it's fine this is fine i am definitely running headlong into this and hoping that i'm a good enough shot that i can get a headshot each time even though they don't have heads and <laughs> there's only uh nine of them because i have eight in the clip and one in the chamber <laughs> good and I think it's Kiki kind of standing in a swarm of these things, and she's got, like, a heavy branch in one hand and her gun in the other. And she's not firing wildly because she is aware that, you know, don't waste bullets. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe one of them is dribbling some kind of static where she shot it. Ooh. But she's kind of, like, trying to hit them away from her so they don't swarm her completely. Yeah, so I think I yell out Mamba, like, just as a warning that I'm here. And then I do manage to fire off a shot at the one that's closest to Hiki to, to get it to kind of, like, halt in its advance and change direction or change attention. And, uh... Then I'm just like, we gotta go. <laughs> I I think I think she I think she noticed. <laughs> uh, I think Kiki takes the opening that you've given her and starts backing up towards you, kind of hitting the the things out of the way as they come forward. Uh, is this where Juniper comes in with RT? Hmm. 
I do like that visual. I wasn't necessarily... Oh, I tell you what this is. Uh, how far away do you think you guys are from the campsite? Mm, less than 100 yards. Yeah, I think what this is, is you two start backing up and like a pew of what looks like a glowing almost arrow mm -hmm. smashes into the ground and sends the little pack scattering in all directions. There's this crackle of electricity, just sort of, there's this little scorch on the ground and a couple of them sort of make a little, uh, get, feel like they they start flickering in and out harder, like they've been disrupted mm -hmm. somehow. And if either of you have communicators or anything that still works, you just hear Juniper's voice going, maybe it's time to come home, children. <clears throat> yeah, so... I think we do make it back to the ship, but how how do you think one of these outcomes comes about as part of a hard bargain? Hmm. Well, I mean, you're you're the one who's in control of uh, this particular event, mm -hmm. but I mean, I feel like an injury is a really great outcome. Mm -hmm. Um. Although it looks like it would probably be happening to Kiki uh, yeah. narratively, that makes the most sense. So, what if one of these things manages to get a hit on Kiki, mm -hmm. and she, you know, she she crumples, falls, calls, cries out, and then Marnie uh, has to circle back and fight through these things to get to her. And the other outcome is a hand reaching out as Marnie helps her to her feet and then helps her limp back to Orine. Yeah, I like that a lot. <sighs> cool. So now we've got an injured fighter and mm -hmm. more tension. That's sure awesome. Do. Yep. I do want to see the pet taming. So do I. I'm smiling. You guys can't see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can hear it, though. It's good. So I forget how... The, I mean, I guess framing scenes and blowing outside belonging games is just like, I'm a frame scene. How about it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Burst is probably... It's like sort of midday. She is wandering through the forest looking for either signs of civilization or basically she's scouting um, because... She's got nothing better to do than scout for, you know, resources. And as she is doing so, does anybody want to, like, play against me? Or should I just, like, frame this as, like, a little solo scene? I will if you want. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't, I don't want to just, like, sit here and monologue for... <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, or rather, I, I feel bad sort of taking over the space to sit here and monologue for a second. But um, as she is wandering through the forest, she stumbles upon a, I'd say sort of odd looking, but mostly like terrestrial looking ungulate. It's like a, it's like a deer, probably, it's probably a deer, but it seems young and slightly injured, but not enough that she would feel like she'd have to um, put it out of its misery for its own good. Um Mm -hmm. and she's just going to sort of approach it cautiously 
making sort of soft shushing noises as the thing looks a little bit a little a little afraid mm -hmm. i'm quickly googling an animal fact mm -hmm. don't mind me cool i don't like that <laughs> no no it's just danielle what's the thing where cat's eyes do the glowy thing oh uh, it is the tapetum lucidum thank you I I kind of like the the idea of applying the survivors to this like the survivors event event. Oh, that's fun. Like I feel like it doesn't exactly fit, but like there are a couple of encounters that feel like they would fit and I love the move trust is hard earned but shaky understandings are one for now to kind of like represent how verse interacts with uh, her animal companion. A friend. Yeah. I will say, Deer do have uh, Tapetum Lucidum anyway. Yeah. Which was the thing I, th I thought they might have done, but I think like you're seeing it maybe more than you would. Or you've seen like creatures with it before. It's a different color. So Ooh. rather than that sort of yellowy, reflecty look. It's like bright blue. Yeah. That's a little unsettling, but that's fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like it's not constant, but like the light catches and you see like this this look. Fun. And now I'm just thinking about like the various creatures from Annihilation. Mm -hmm. Valid. Yes. So I'm in charge of this encounter because that's the way that this works, right? That was a question. Um. Yeah, I think that's how that works. Yeah. So two outcomes: a new friend. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> That's one of the outcomes here, is I have a new friend. And maybe a sense of new beginnings. Yeah, so so I'm just going to sort of, like, make a sort of shushing noise as I come closer to this little deer thing. And eventually, I get close enough to take a look, and I think that maybe it's got some sort of, like, some sort of injury from uh, the spooky pocket raptory things, the weird orbs that are awful terrible little mm -hmm. creatures it's got some sort of like weird injury from that looks like maybe one of them took a bite out of its side but mm -hmm. it's something that with a little bit of coaxing a lot of coaxing and mm -hmm. some very very gentle work versus able to you know sit down on the ground next to it and apply some like healing gel to it. Mm -hmm. this thing is young too it looks like it's it's like e not quite ready to leave its mother, but mm -hmm. um, after a little bit of searching, or, you know, just looking around a little bit, it looks like its mother was lost to these mm -hmm. horrible little orb things that you forced me to interact with. <laughs> okay, I just dropped a picture of the mutant deers from Annihilation. Looking at these two, imagine the one that's on the back with the mottled colors. Ooh, I like it. But Ooh. like the lim the limbs are a little bit longer and have an extra joint. Ooh, sexy, very creepy. Love it. Um, yeah. So uh, I think I'm gonna put this happening sort of upstream, and I'm gonna just sort of draw a deer. And I think at first, like this baby tries to to get away, like it backs up but it can't put enough weight on uh, its limbs to get up. Oh. 
And I, I, I definitely, you know, I, I sort of go, it's all right. It's all right. And, and sort of, I'm like coaxing it very softly. And eventually, you know, I, I feel like she manages to get close enough to smooth some like sort of healing salve or something on it. Oh, and God, after- why do I, why do mm-hmm. I keep wanting to make this more upsetting? Mm-hmm. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> no, I just like think rather than I think it makes like a little noise as you do so, and I just think what's the most unsettling noise that a deer like? And I think it's I hate you. Very... <laughs> no, I think it's something like it's distressingly like a human infant. Mm. Burst just sort of looks down in this thing like cool 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 well this is my child now and i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's not fully human sounding but But like it's like the way that cats sound like human infants sometimes when they're screaming but more Mm -hmm. so hate it you're welcome uh thanks thanks jade um yeah i should come with a warning sticker like you should warning Warning. (laughs) loves to create unsettling bullshit here we go i've put the deer on the map i like the thought that when this creature is fully grown it's going to have very long limbs and be very big mm-hmm. but right now it is just baby so yes it is baby uh and burst is gonna gather it up in her arms and bring it back with her to ori and the rest of the group and she's gonna glance back at the dead mother and go and sort of squint at it and be like hmm and she's going to mark it on the little map that she's been making, which is, I guess, why she's out here. And then she's going to go back. And uh, as she returns back to to base camp, she sort of points at trying to decide whether it's, it makes whether it's funnier to have Marnie do this or if it makes more sense for Kiki to do this because Kiki is much stronger. Um, I think I think she's going to say shark bait. I have brought us a friend. There is a, a dead deer. It's, it's mother. Uh, go get it. We need food. <laughs> she, she hands the map. She says, go uh, fetch. Uh, uh, oh. Aye, aye, Captain? She's going to give you a very stoic thumbs up. And then she's going to go sit down inside Aureen with this little deer. Aww. I like the thought of Kiki being in Aureen, like resting up a little from the injury yeah. and just being like, what? <laughs> it's his food. We need it to survive. Remember? You're, you're going to eat that little thing? No, 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 no. His mother is already dead. We are going to, that's, this is why I send Marnie. Mm, don't like that. This is why I, se- this is why I send Marnie. She go get- she's going to get the, 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 the mother. And then we will have food. I'm not Kiki's going to eat this. Like... This one Kiki's... is friend. Kiki's got one leg up on like some packs or like bags and stuff that they have piled so she can keep her leg elevated 
<laughs> she she kind of pushes herself up onto her her elbows so she has a better view of whatever. Uh, and I think and she... you see that the deer has the same sort of injury that you do. Mm. And she kind of squints at it and she says, that's a baby? The deer makes the crying baby noise again. <laughs> she is a baby. Marnie can't carry the mother of something like that. <sighs> she sort of waves her hands. He's like, it'll be good for her. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she can drag it, it's fine. <laughs> I think I think Kiki laughs a bit and kinda like lays back down and puts her arm over her eyes. <laughs> Whatever you say, Captain. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> I... This is the correct response. <laughs> I do have a question about this, though. Yeah. Is the deer actually edible? I mean, find out. It, it's definitely like this thing has died within the last three hours. Yeah, but I mean, like it's, it's recent. But is it edible? Is your question, is it edible because of what's been done to it by the freaky orb things? Or just or yeah, just like, like generally, is it edible? Um, I was mostly thinking about, like, because it's clearly kind of mutated and also because of what the injury, you know, the nature of the injury. Like, is this where we find out that food is in shorter supply than we wanted it to be? Or is Ooh. this where we find out that we have a source of food now? That is an interesting question. I like the thought that... Um, whatever these creatures have done, and this is sort of ripping myself off, but they like create, like they tear part of reality away. So it's sort of like ragged almost edges, but it's not like bloody, like a bloody wound. It's more just like mm -hmm. an absence of part. But like if you take out something's like important parts, it's gonna die. Die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I like the thought, given the the reference of the deers from Annihilation, that. This is maybe largely almost more plant than I say plant than meat, but like also like the little plant fox in um is it Spring and Hyron they had that, but mm -hmm. just like a a living creature that is is closer to flora than fauna. It's it's an impossible burger venison edition. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess yes. <laughs> what the fuck? But I was going to say, I think it's this creature is lighter than you were expecting, actually, because of that. I was thinking about bird bones. I don't know how I went from there to plants, but I did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to roll with it. Yeah. So it's it's lighter than you expect it to be. It is now less impressive that Purse carried this thing back to the base camp. <laughs> I think it's more like it's large enough that it's still an impressive act mm -hmm. to do. It's fair. But it still looks like a little baby in her arms because she's big. She beef. Mm. She beefy. All right. Anyways. Is that the is that the end of the scene? Uh, like... I think so. Yeah, I think it's just like it'll it'll be good for her. That's that could be like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't actually decide. So like, it's plant. Is it edible? Yes. Okay. We've decided that. 
I think these things are probably normally quite hard to catch. Yeah. This one's my friend now. What does it eat? Oh, that's a good question. We'll figure it out. Oh, it maybe just needs to be in the sun. Maybe it photosynthesizes. That could be fun. Just eats for fun. Like maybe it just like occasionally eats other foliage. Mm. I was going to say carnivorous plant. No, a cannibalistic plant in that it eats other plants. <laughs> Is that how that works? Actually, just to make this even more distressing, sorry, Sam. Maybe I the, hate you. <laughs> maybe the baby tries to partake of the the foliage. Of, of the mother it's mother yeah I fucking knew it i hate you so much that's so <laughs> good though i think that's amazing no it's, it's really good it's good i hate you so much <laughs> I, I i'm beginning to, dis- to, to discover that perhaps this kind of eldritch horror game is not for me <laughs> don't play this with august <laughs> yeah this will enable me <laughs> i'm glad as, you guys are having fun Danielle. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can we can if it, it comes into like genuine like no yeah. territory like x card like i'm not genuinely distressed yet but i am like okay well if if there's fun. a particular type of body horror yeah. or something that does is a squick like yeah um, it's well, not like v- lion or yeah. veil but like it squicks you just sing out and we can back up we can back up yeah we we can deal with that yes thank you i Sorry. appreciate that yeah Want everybody to have fun and feel safe. Yes. Thank you. All right. right. Who wants to do a scene next? Should we be maybe going in some sort of turn order? Well, we had Kiki go first and then we had Burn. So we've sort of kind of established an order. Okay. That's fair. It's all good. As long as we keep try to keep a vague tab on Mm. how many people. Yep. Sounds yeah, good to me. I've, I've done the thing. I I know because it can get a little bit distressing if we have no idea whose turn it is and when. And yeah, we, <laughs> we all been there. Okay, I think what this is, if you're down, August is Juniper and Marnie, uh, like mm-hmm. preparing this, like maybe it's like cleaning up after dinner or making dinner, or maybe it's the next day, but just mm-hmm. like doing something around the site. Maybe because of Kiki's injury, we're sort of like keeping closer rather than like scouting further ahead. So just, or maybe I'm showing you to do how to do some maintenance. What what would be interesting for Juniper to not maybe necessarily teach Marnie, but that Marnie would find informative? Um, I think, I don't know. There's part of me that's like, I think Marnie would express interest in whatever juniper is doing but she would be kind of unhelpful uh no matter what so i kind of like the idea of like juniper trying to do some work on one of the mechs Mm -hmm. and like marnie's kind of like hovering around but like juniper asks for a certain type of spanner and marnie brings the wrong one (laughs) multiple times Yes. No, yes. I'll put the visual of going. Okay, let's let's let me go over some basics here with you, if you know, and just like goes to the toolbox with her and starts like pointing out different shapes. Just like that's this one, mm-hmm. that's this one, and like maybe offers like a trick for recognizing them. I like that. 
That's good. And Marnie's just like that manga panel where the character's just like, ah, yes, I, I understand. understand and then, <laughs> yeah, and then the editor's note does not understand at all. I, w- I was picturing the moment in Into the Spider-Verse where Peter B. Parker is like, and on chin just like thoughtful and miles is just copying him <laughs> yes that's good that's I good d- i do like that you were referencing poxy epic though i appreciate that <laughs> i think uh, as this lesson is going on juniper just looks at marnie just like how are you doing i i mean i i feel like i'm keeping up not what i meant shark bait Ooh ha ha um that's not in character i was like are we gonna do this every time (laughs) i'm gonna try not to um let me see i feel like i'm going to make a weak move here but i need to double check my weak moves oh actually are you asking about my old life hmm it's free real estate i mean a token I think it is more just like, okay, I think the way just like, I'm sure this is nothing like what you were doing before all of us, whatever that was. I mean, you know, someone as great as me can't be contained in the walls of a university, so I figured I'd go out and see the universe, but it just landed me right back here, so. Intellectual type, huh? What were you studying? I I was I was an undeclared major, you know. I just I, I you gotta sample the buffet before you pick your main meal, right? I'm a long past my buffet days. I sort of know what I like. Sort of forget that there might have been a time before that. Yeah, well, fair enough. You're young. Why not try everything? In fact. Do try everything, at least once. Unless it seems like a really bad idea, or it'll get you arrested. In which case, make sure you've got either an alibi or somebody with enough to bail you out. Marnie (laughs) makes awkward finger guns and is like, you got it. Juniper does significantly less awkward finger guns back. (laughs) Just like, I gave up on shame about this decades ago. (laughs) Finger guns with confidence. (laughs) Yeah, so get yourself a token, Jade. I thought you got a token. No, the lure is when someone asks about your old life, they gain a token. It's to encourage other players to interact on the the gotcha. playbooks. Yeah. I think that was what, yeah, now I remember Daniel mentioned just like, oh, is this backwards to other? This is the inverse of how it normally works with these. And no. Well, uh, was... That was in reference to, like, my playbook says oh, right. to make a strong move I gain a token and to make a weak move I spend a token but it's that's not how it's supposed to be Okay. oh so it's just like written wrong yeah, yeah. it's probably a typo mm-hmm. alrighty is that scene do we think is it just that, that small sort of moment would you want more here um I kind of like that that All small right. moment yeah I'm good dig it it just feels good to, to have some kind of like emotional mm-hmm. quasi intimacy mm-hmm. attempts at emotional intimacy <laughs> yeah 
giving it our best shot anyways I really appreciate how much of a twink Moani looks in this picture. So. Yeah, we're all it's just good. like big buff women, and then Marnie's just. To be like, fair, what's my that really good? I'm just remembering that I'm not not to make assumptions about Marnie here, but I remember that tweet about some guy talking about being at Pride, and a butch lesbian hit on him, thinking he was a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. And he thought she was a, yeah. That's literally yeah. that's literally just Marnie. <laughs> yep. Visually, but yeah, anyways. But, yeah, I get. I, I I love that sort of young dyed hair, queer of ambiguous sexuality. It's just very good. It's a good. It's a yeah. good design choice. Yes. It's just like that child is a queer. I know this much. <laughs> well, I may not which, know anything else. Which, but which I do know this may, I have no idea. But this is clearly one of us. I would like to bring them into my fall that kind of vibe just like oh yes baby queer must protect she definitely accidentally kissed a twink well i mean she intended to kiss the twink but she didn't realize that he was gay yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. very good i love her (laughs) she's such a dumbass she's good Uh, so we can sort of complete our turn order did you want to pick a scene to do august if you feel up to frame Um... one I think it's about time that we discover some abandoned cars. Hell yeah. Like, maybe Bruce uh, has ordered Marnie and... Ordered somebody else to do the... the um... Yeah, to do some scouting. Yeah. Is, uh, is Kiki's leg doing better? I think it's probably well enough that she can use some like crutches to get around. Maybe not enough to start, like, doing work yet. Yeah. Yeah, but she can be, like, a lookout or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not here to do, like, super time-sensitive work. It's more just, like, trying to make sure they're not disturbing too much uh, as they go about things. Maybe even just, like, trying to see if there are medicinal plants around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P- pitch. Mm-hmm. We're going in Artie. Only one person can fit in Artie at any given time. However, one of the limbs has been sort of like scooped around to form like a bucket seat almost. <laughs> and um, somebody can be sat there and then somebody can be sat on the top. <laughs> or you can both be sat together on what is effectively the tail. Well, you know how like mama lemurs like will carry their babies like it? Like that kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. I think Kiki would call dibs on the top. Which is, if she's lookout, that makes more, that makes sense too. Just like mm-hmm. up there with a weapon uh, or with a set of binoculars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And uh, does Artie have like scanners and stuff that we can use? Like they've got to, right? Yeah, like that's what Artie's built for. Uh, I think most of them are cockpit are focused because like you can see the scanners but i think unless you've tapped into it externally or maybe i've just got a feed in maybe you've got like a data pad that's hooked into the same stuff i'm seeing and you're Mm -hmm. watching that so i can concentrate on navigating the terrain Mm -hmm. because good yeah so this is cash isn't it yeah i think probably so yeah for the listeners we mean this is the C-A-C-H-E, cash. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, 
situation type, what is it called? Event index. It's the event of cash. All right. An abandoned car. It's right there in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In the description of cash, it asks, is it a trap? Is it poisoned? Is it tagged? There's only one way to find out. And we're going to gain something and we're going to lose something. Excellent. Well, I think what we lose is definitely a sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Because this like completely blows our theories of where we are out of the water. Mm-hmm. So I think, how overgrown is it? Hmm. Like, is it recognizable as a car at first, or is it just, like, a weird blip? Hmm. I like if it, like, comes up on a scanner as metal. Mm-hmm. And maybe Marnie's like, hey, is this right? It's saying there's something metal here. Yeah. But there's just a mound of, like, vines and foliage. Oh, is it like, uh, like, is it kudzu? Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah. Kudzu, yeah. Kudzu, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. But maybe mm-hmm. it's like explain what kudzu is. It's that stuff that looks a little bit like ivy. Um, yeah. um okay. Yeah, Sorry. it's it's the name of a legendary weapon in Guild Wars, which is why I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> no, it's it's not native to the southeastern United States. Oh, it's an invasive species. It grows super fast. It's difficult to kill. It will choke out all other plant life. Like if you go through um, you know, you might see pictures of people on the road and there's just like these masses of vines and stuff that have overtaken trees. In Georgia, it's so bad. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just grabbing a picture. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> Let's see if we pick the same one. We pick different ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Good. But imagine that, but oh, okay. This I know oh, Sam I will like for yes. once. But rather than it being like vine, it's like a carpet of like little fungi and moss. Hell yeah! Mm. (laughs) That's my shit. Is the is the the horrible body horror of decay as an extant form of life? (laughs) What if? What if? What if? I'm being on my bullshit. Like we get there and we manage to move some foliage away because of the size of Artie, and as light hits it. The mushrooms are the same color as the paint job of the car underneath it. I like mm. that. Ooh. Like, so some of them are actually almost transparent where they're on the glass, and some are just like the paint, some are like dark from like rubber tires. Mm. I like I it. Like that. That's kind of cool. Like, it's unclear if like the mushroom moss sprouted from the car or covered the car. Mm-hmm. But it is taking over the color of the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, or. Mm-hmm. slight distinction it blends in with the foliage around it until we get close and then it turns in to match the color of the car Ooh. camouflage that's fun I like it I love that Juniper like tells mommy like uh, type in this command and it like changes the scanner to a different mode and I mm-hmm. think it can like scan you literally can see that it's a car like underneath the mushrooms like that coloring weird and then you the cut the screen changes to to almost more like an x-ray or like um like an airport scanner Mm -hmm. and you can clearly see that it's a car underneath all this all these this mushroomy moss that's fun i'm not here you guys are doing this on your own i think marnie kind of like says 
over under on if we can eat it? <laughs> uh, Kiki kind of squints at it. Mm, you first. Can we not eat the strange fungi, please? <laughs> I mean, it would be a nice break from deer leaf. <laughs> yes, but look, I've had way too many bad experiences with mushrooms. You don't want to. <laughs> I, I, are you implying that you used to do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean juniper who in various incarnations has been an activist through the 60s mm. it's entirely possible yes but juniper has partaken of less than legal substances i mean this is this is the space future like they're probably that's true it's now legal yeah they're just you know mildly regulated they're just substances now. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yes. It's me too. very cute. <laughs> oh, for what is what's what you're doing this? I know uh, the little image I did of Junior has like a pilot y jacket. Imagine that it's like one of the uniform jackets, but like she's cut it down and put a different collar on it and stuff. If you need oh like an idea shape. That's not that's not fucking regulation, Gensh. No, it's not. <laughs> How could you do this? Miva didn't give a shit. First, maybe cares a little more. But also, I'd like to point out this jacket is still technically the the correct jacket to be worn, and Juniper has been in the middle long enough to go. There is nothing in the regulations that says I can't do that. <laughs> and we're like, surely there is, and flicks through. It's just like there really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <sighs> but yes, so car underneath mushroom moss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems a little fucked up. Tbh, we should maybe uh, deal with that. I think. Oh, do we do we want to have comms back to verse? So that's yes. how. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably wise. To I think have... it's like a shortwave radio kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think. Kiki kind of slides down the back of Artie and limps over to the weird funky covered car um, and like starts poking at some of the mushrooms. I'm going to quickly get on the comms to burn, just be like, Mama Bear. Oh, Mama Bear. <laughs> yes. Hi, Mom. Uh, we I'm have not found your mother. What- <laughs> that would be a miracle in more than one sense uh, we've found what looks like a car Bruce is quiet for a second and goes that would be unusual yeah uh, Kiki's poking it right now that doesn't seem like a wise decision well in the wise, in the wise man there's somebody smarter than me captain uh, fuck around and find out Oh, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Please do. Please do. There we go. That's the correct accent there. I forget how much all of my characters are just a little bit assholey like this. Just like a little bit of an asshole, but enough that it's just like, all right, okay. The, you seem like you're trying, so I'm going to get just not even bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kiki 
finds like the door handle under the the fungus and pulls on it it's kind of stuck pulls on it harder until the door just comes out of the the frame uh probably because it's rusted and weak kiki's also very strong and she looks back and up at marnie and says you want to go see what's inside marnie puts on like a fake Minnesotan accent and it's just like, you betcha! <laughs> Is that Minnesota? I thought that was just like normal people no, speak. I, no, I can't do a Minnesotan accent. You so betcha! This is, yeah, this is for the the theater of the mind of our audience. Mm -hmm. Just know that the yeah, fake like, Minnesotan accent is there. Like, ju Juniper is not English. FYI, I just don't want to do an American accent for her, but she does not feel English in my head. No, she definitely doesn't like seem English in the way that you play her either. Yeah, I imagine. I feel like she's got big San Francisco queer energy. Like that's mm -hmm. the vibe I kind of like for her. It's either that or New York, but I feel she's a little bit more chilled out. She, I could see her as a New Yorker, and I could see her as in like San Francisco. One of those two places. She's probably lived in both. Love when it. she's lived in present day Earth. Mm. As it were. But we're getting off topic. <laughs> you guys are exploring the mushroom car. Yeah. Kiki kind of like pats Marnie on the back when she comes close. Like, that's the spirit. <laughs> Is it enough of a, a like pat on the back that Marnie would be uh, like slightly knocked the breath out of her are you yes <laughs> you know it <laughs> she like straightens up and like fiddles with the buttons on her jacket and is just like all right uh i i guess uh let's do this and i'm actually kind of going to invoke a weak move here mm-hmm mm -hmm. Because, like, for all her bluster, Marnie isn't sure that they should be fucking with the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm going to uh, agree with the the primary discussion at hand against my better judgment. Nice. Um, but there's also... Ah, okay, no, sorry, I misread that. So, yeah, um, I am just going to take the token for that. Uh, and I am going to... I think... I've got a pitch for what do you gain. Okay. Uh, something useful, but not to you. And I like the little it being like an old sat-nav. Mm. Ooh. And you're able to boot it up and check like the last address or home. And it's going to give us our location that does mm -hmm. not fit this foliage at all. Mm -hmm. That is pretty good. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. I think maybe that was probably like crammed in the glove compartment. Yeah, yeah, that was what mm, I was thinking. So... Like you pop the <laughs> glove compartment down as you get in. Like you're in the passenger side. And uh Marnie gets on the comms and is just like Hey, uh this is uh interesting. Would you like to elaborate? Interesting as we should run away fast, interesting, or interesting as in actually interesting? Uh, ac actually interesting this time? Um, we're... 
We have to figure out what they are now. We have to decide. <laughs> we're not where we're supposed to be. I stand corrected. <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew that part. Gestures at jungle. Uh, yes, we we are aware, but we are not where we uh, intended to be. We all know that we are not where we are supposed to be. That is no sort of the. Point. I mean. I mean, we're really, really, really not where we're supposed to be. And I rattle off our coordinates according to the sat-nav. Where do we want to be? Do we want to... Pitch. What if it's something like a major city in Europe? Oh, and it's just it, it just looks like a fucking like, tropical jungle somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. I was going to say, is that or like Chicago, like somewhere in oh the Midwest? Oh my god. I mean, like, if it was Chicago, we'd be having a much bigger problem, because downtown Chicago is tall. <laughs> they could be very tall trees in the distance, as far as we know. Where do we want to be, guys? Basically, we get a chance to discover one significant monument to do our Planet of the Apes bit, but <laughs> it's not. The, it's the beam. Oh my god, God, no. (laughs) No. August, I I don't think you ever came and visited me in Chicago, but the bean is like the worst. I I have read about the bean. I did not visit you in Chicago, but I have read about the bean and it's just a big reflective bean. I think you mean cloud gate. It's the bean. (laughs) It's a bean. We all know it's a bean. Um, yeah, I like the idea of Europe. I'm trying to decide on, like, I don't know, it could be kind of interesting for it to be, like, the Louvre or something. I was going to suggest that, or uh, have it be Prague, and just we can find the cool, like, uh, horoscope zodiac clock. Ooh, that's pretty cool and sexy. Just also because I've been to Prague, and Prague is super cool. I also like that it has a big river and we could like eventually find out that's it's that's where all the tiny streams have come from. Mhm. Yeah, I love that idea and that also means that the sat nav might be in Czech. Mhm. Which is super helpful for all of us who well, I mean, verse might speak Czech given that she mm-hmm. is Slavic. I mean, the good thing is about Czech is it's not in Krillic. It's it's not written in Cyrillic. Okay, well then that's not going to be as helpful because Burst can read Cyrillic. So, do we want to do like a hard cut on that scene where we find out that we're in Prague and like the camera like pans over the horizon to kind of like represent us looking for, you know, anything that we might have seen in like a history book or something mm-hmm. to represent where we're at. Mm-hmm. like what do we want to do with this information because like and this is this is kind of like me speaking at a metal level meta level for marnie uh marnie being like okay so what now mm-hmm. we're in prague what what do we do then there's got to be people does there an urban center like this there's got to be something yeah i think i can definitely envision like we have made camp and haven't been moving because we were like well we're in the middle of a fucking jungle 
And if you're in the middle of the wilderness, the best thing is to stay put and not leave uh, mm -hmm. because you'll be able to be found. But now it's just like, no, we're in the middle of a city that looks like wilderness. But it's not a city anymore, and that's not good. Yeah. Right. Um, but there might be there might be people here that we can actually find. Okay, so we lost our sense of direction. We gained something useful. Um Maybe maybe we can have a hot cut and like so this is like all of us like sat around back at base camp. Like mm -hmm. so what do we and this is like talking about what do we do now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Juniper looks at Burn and asks, look, what do you think we should do? I'm asking for your opinion, not for you to make a decision. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy your token. Um, <laughs> uh, so I could do a strong move here where I, I have to make a decision and fast, but I guess it's more of an opinion of what my decision should be. Um, I, hmm. She sort of takes a second to, to, to sit and like think about it. This information is, is, is unsettling. Obviously. There is... We have not seen any people. As of yet. But as you say, there must be people around. Or else there would not be... There's a car. Hmm. She just sort of is like... She, she seems like she's struggling here. Because she's like, well, if I'm not being asked to make a split-second decision... That I have time to let my yeah my brain like, take over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Juniper's like, I don't need you to make a snap judgment and tell me what to do. I want to know what you think. So she's trying to figure out what she thinks. Um, and I think while you're pondering, if to give you some time, and we'll like glance at uh, Kiki and Marnie, and you two. I think I'm gonna take a token for wavering in my stance because my stance is we need to return to the fleet by any means necessary but like especially with the prospect of like maybe finding people and finding supplies more than anything marnie's just like well i mean if rescue were coming it would have come by now we'd what do we got to lose by looking for wherever this car came from? So, to clarify, are we in Prague or are we just like near Prague? I see the way we were talking about it, it's just like that car's home address was Prague. Ah, so we're like close enough that like somebody who was driving. Oh no, no, it gave no, it gave the live coordinates. So we're near Prague. If we're not like yeah. in for full on city center, we're uh, yeah, we're nearby. I see. We look. We look for survivors. Uh, that that doesn't appear to be our best option. Yeah, because my stance is, you know, we need to or we should continue to try to join a community on the ground and survive in this new home. Like we got to find people, find out what's up. Mm -hmm. I think Kiki is stirring some kind of stew over a fire and uh, 
shoots a look at Burrs and then looks at Juniper and says, I don't know if finding people is the best idea. What would you suggest? Kiki shrugs. So you disagree? But you don't have any other options? Or other solutions? No, I don't. Well, it is a good thing that they were asking for my opinion and not my decision, then, right? Uh, I'm going to gain a token to bait a friend in the moment. Huh? <laughs> and Akiki isn't looking at Burrs, uh, but says, yeah, because we all know how your decisions end up. She actually looks a little hurt by that. I bet. <laughs> Kiki's not being nice. No. Yeah, no. First is just like she she looks like also like a little bit like taken aback by like the meanness for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. Listen, all I'm saying is I'm down to eighteen bullets and a pocket knife that isn't even sharp. Nobody's coming. Have you considered sharpening it? <laughs> Marnie rolls her eyes, but is just like, okay, fine, but bullets don't grow on trees. I mean, I know European laws about firearms are a little different from where I came from, but <laughs> somebody's got to have a hunting rifle out there, right? Unlikely. If we were a bit further north, perhaps, but not here. Look. I can understand the hesitation to go find people that probably aren't going to be very happy to see us. I mean, and I gesture upwards at, like, the remnants of the moon. <laughs> like, that's come out. It's like, the sun's still up. It's like that good time where you can see the moon, but the sun's still up kind of vibe. It's just yes. like, but... It is unrealistic to think that the four of us are going to be able to carry on like this by ourselves. We may all have survival training, but it is not meant to be indefinite. Because like, we are all military people who have probably gone through survival training at some point. Yeah, I sort of give mm -hmm. a nod of my head towards Burn. Like, Kiki looks up at Juniper without looking at Burrs and says... Uh, if you think we should go, then I'll follow. Burst doesn't say anything, but like mental, she's like mentally, she's like, this is my fucking job. Excuse you. <laughs> and Juniper. So I think Juniper glances at Buzz and looks back at Kiki, and just like, I see what you're doing shouldn't do that <laughs> kind yeah. of a look I'm gonna spend a token to stand up against a team member I respect <gasps> drama drama, and be like hey like that's not either of their call <laughs> yeah shit's rough but I mean she's our captain I kinda like nod in Bursa's direction like, 
I know there's no one else here, but that doesn't mean that we're not part of the fleet anymore, right? Kiki snorts. <laughs> but she doesn't say anything against you. Exactly. There is a there's a, a chain of command here. I look at Kiki. We have not yet come to a decision, and I'm not going to make it. Fuck. I'm not going to make a decision without the input of all of all of you here. But do not forget who is in charge. I guess that's probably a strong move because it's probably kind of shitty of me to pull rank like that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Or, yeah, here we go. See? End an argument by pulling rank. That's a strong move. I don't have any tokens, but uh, that's fine. Just preemptively take a token from your future self. Negative mm-hmm. one. <laughs> <laughs> Do not forget with the charge here. I like that being the end of the scene, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!